Hello, Authentically Me Beauties. It's your host, Serena Rose. Just wanted to pop in and give you a little intro before the intro to what awaits you today on season two of Authentically Me Radio. This episode was recorded in April and it is with a dear soul brother of mine, Zach Gallardo. And he's so special and so sweet and such a delight to chat with. And every time we communicate, so much comes through. It's much like a show and tell of just sharing with each other and caring for each other with lots of codes and messages and things that can be applied to your everyday life. I hope you enjoy. Much love. You're listening to Authentically Me, a podcast dedicated to activating the magic that is within us all through the power of authenticity, sharing, and transmuting with love. Here, you will find real-life experiences shared through the lens of everything is always serving. We are led through this journey by your host, Serena Rose. Serena is a ceremonialist who believes our life is just one big ceremony for our souls. Connect to your soul and enjoy the ceremony. Hello, Authentically Me Beauties. You are beautiful. I'm so honored to have you here listening to my show, listening to the medicine that moves through me and the guests that I have on this show. And I would love to introduce you to a special guest that I have here today who is one of the most beautiful people that I have the honor of knowing. I love his heart, his soul, his medicine that moves through him and how he shows up and shares it with the world. Ladies and gentlemen, Zach G. That's what I call you, <laughs> Zach G. Uh, welcome I love to it. the show, my brother. Welcome, welcome. Mm, so very happy to be here. Mm. I love conversing with you, dialoguing, and sharing the medicine too. Would you introduce yourself to the listeners? Just tell them a little bit about who you are, whatever comes up. Yeah. So I spent most of my life as a fitness professional, and then I moved over to more of the life coaching sphere um, when I realized that when people wanted to lose weight and build muscle, they were really trying to fit that into the core of their entire life. And so now I'm way more on the spiritual side of practices and full congruence and alignment rather than just body. Mm. Yeah. It's interesting because I know that, so we, we recorded an episode last year that was not published and I invited you to come back on because we both have just grown so much since that recording. It's amazing what can happen in a short amount of time. Um, and I don't even like see you and think 
oh, he's a trainer. Oh, he like helps people with their body. Like my feedback and perception, the way that I see you is just much more as a life coach and a mentor um, and a facilitator of sorts opposed to that. I don't know how you're receiving that um, or why this is coming up, but that's what's coming up is like, it's interesting that you went there because like, I personally don't even really like see that in you anymore. Yeah. No, I actually completely agree with you. I think it's, it's an interesting thing for me to say. And even as I say it, I wonder like, you know, is that even still a part of who I am? And I guess it is just one component. And I'm definitely like a guide, a mentor, a magician, an alchemist, yeah, you know, a spiritual yeah. guide, uh, and, you know, yeah. before anything to do with any sort of training component. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of the main things is I've just like taken so much of that practice because it's just one vehicle, you know, it's just one, you could call it a, a trade. It's my night job. <laughs> <laughs> and, but even now in the quarantine, you know, it's pretty much, it's just all mentorship and virtual medicine at the moment so yeah Mm -hmm. I just bring it up because it still is a piece of me and I still have that ability to like read bodies listen to bodies understand bodies Mm -hmm. and focus on the whole package Um, because everyone's got actual health goals but they're so like embedded into the entire uh, puzzle of of your life Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm yeah Thank you for all of that. Um, did you say virtual medicine? Is that what you said? I do believe that's what I said. Yeah, that's really beautiful. Um, I have in the past called it social media medicine. Um, mm-hmm. But virtual medicine sounds like sexier to me. I might start uh, yeah. <laughs> I Take might it. saying that. Um, can you share a little bit about what that is, what that looks like, and how you are showing up, because that's how I know you. We haven't actually had the opportunity to be in the flesh together. Mm-hmm. So I, I only know you and your virtual medicine. Um, so I would love for you to share a little bit about that. Yeah. Hmm. What does the virtual medicine look like? You know, for right now, as a part of my life coaching practice, um, you know, I thrive in, in like the one-on-one containers more than anything. And I love groups and I need groups, but there's something about my skill set, my ability to kind of perceive a person's energy and play with it and give form to it and talk about it and penetrate it that is potent. And so for a lot of people, um, it's kind of like uh, the analogy I use is like in Christmas time when you pull out the Christmas lights and they are so damn tangled and it takes you like hours to sort of like figure out how to get them apart. I almost see that that's what I'm doing with people's spirits. So there's like people express this tangled um, series of words about what's going on in their life, the things that they're feeling, the problems they might be facing. And then with my help and my reflection, and typically it's just a lot of reflecting. So I just show people kind of what's, mm-hmm. what's there, but in a different verb, in a different verbiage. Um, we sort of untangle the whole thing until we get just a beautiful stream of lights. Mm. Mm. 
I love your analogies. I'm like, do me, do me. What is, what is my virtual medicine? How do you it? <laughs> oh man. Well, I could go there. Yeah, you, man, I don't even know where I'd begin with the analogies, but you have this voice and this presence that is the divine feminine. I mean, you are the embodiment of that in its form. You're like a flowing water but at the same time, like a grounded earth, like you know how to be received and receive in equal power. And it's, it's just, it's magical. Oh. I think you are magical. Thank you. That really means a lot. I am, um, you are magical as well. Mm. And before we started this call, I shared with you, mostly my intention was to share the divine masculine form that you are with people because I respect and honor that in you so much. And there are so many conversations that you and I have had that I kind of wish I hit the record button. Mm -hmm. So it's cool to be here, even though it's a little bit of a different energy um, in this container for the podcast, opposed to our one-on-one -on -one conversations. But I love how how we flow together mm -hmm. and how we can hold space for one another. And I really love having you in my life and you being such a dear friend and brother and just soul family, serious, serious soul family, you know? Yeah. Um, it's amazing how, how much space like I can hold for you and then 30 seconds later, you can be like holding a really powerful space for me as well. And we are able to hold each other and just kind of drop super deep into like whatever the fuck, you know, yeah. whatever the fuck it is. And it's yeah. so powerful and transformative. And I'm like, oh, I love the people I have in my life and I love you. Oh, man. Well, I received the hell out of that. And I love you too, Serena. But that's, and that's the dance though. You, I mean, you hit it on the head. Like what we're doing, I think is like spiritual uh, soldiers out on the front line is like developing that dance between the masculine and feminine. And the whole idea is just how well can you receive and how uh, vulnerably can you be received? And so like, yeah, we've both definitely had our share of uh, crying in each other's virtual arms. Mm -hmm. So I would love to hear hear more about how to embrace the divine masculine and you know what has that journey been like for you to come into alignment with that divinity within um you know maybe some challenges or just whatever whatever comes up because I really see you as one of the most powerfully divine masculine that is in my field. And so it's one of my favorite things about, about your person. So I would love for you to just share more about that. Mm. Yes. So what comes up for me is, well, first of all, how insane of a journey the whole thing has been. So it, it, I, this, these are definitely skills that can be honed and like, cause the language can be so interesting, right? You tell someone like, 
what is the dance of your masculine energy like inside of you? Right. It's almost, it's, it's like, very I don't hard. Really know. Yeah. Like what the <laughs> hell does that mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> and so it's, but the, and then the funny thing is that the masculine energy itself, to me, one word describes it and it's penetrative. Mm. And I would say that the, the, the thing that's coming up for me right now is I, I just had my first call as a co-captain of a men's group that I'm a part of. So I'm actually a part of the rising man men's group. Um, and it, it's pretty close to our sphere of people. So some of your listeners may know, and we change captains every three months. And one of the things that we do in that group is um, a style of questioning that we call the interview. And the interview is where a man does not give another man advice. A man simply asks questions. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I've realized is that that masculine energy, again, is all about penetration. And so we all, to some degree, have these masks that we wear. And I think that a masculine force knows how to penetrate it and get to the vulnerability, get to the squishy parts, get to the, the, the spirit, you know, the essence of things. And so that can look like very direct questioning. It can, it even looks like a little bit of discomfort. So an example of this, you know, there was a guy who um, we were talking with, and I won't name any names or anything, but he was expressing that he was having some, uh, you know, a bit of a drinking addiction at the moment. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one of the things I, we got to the root of was just the lack of structure in, in, in his life. And there was, you know, some problems uh, just due to his lifestyle and it was very social. And so, you know, I simply asked him, I said, well, can you drink six days a week? Can we just start with six? Will you drink? Are you going to be okay if you drink six days a week? You know, and he was like, oh man, I don't know. Like, cause I, what day is it going to be? I mean, if it's like, what if I'm doing something that day? I'm with friends. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, but we just, I continued to get him back to that space of discomfort. I just wouldn't let him escape. What day will you choose to not drink? And even some of the other brothers in the call wanted to step in and one kind of did, hey, no matter what you pick, man, it's going to be okay. Like we'll be here. We'll receive you. Like no worries. We'll support you. And that, you know, that was kind of, he, he wanted to step in and be a little compassionate. But for me, I was just dialed in. I'm like, you're not going to leave this call without a decision without us, without one day that you're going to choose to just not drink. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter even if you drink that day, what matters is that you make the decision, get the feedback and come back to the brothers again and tell us what happened. Yeah. Well, I see that as like structure and a commitment, which is very much in addition to the form of the interview and the experience that you were having. It's Mm -hmm. also masculine energy as well that's how I view it anyway yeah yeah there's there's a sense of um you know because it can almost it's it's hard because I don't like to necessarily say like I love archetypes and playing with them and I wouldn't say that the the masculine archetype is more the warrior because they're I think the feminine can also embody the warrior as well Mm -hmm. um but there is that like like with the warrior energy comes the weaponry right the shield of no and the and the sword of yes and the sword is that penetrative force. So there's just a link there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what has been one of the biggest challenges for you in stepping forward into 
who you are now and this massive yeah. divine warrior man. So growing up, and this is, I would bet, quite common for people listening, but I actually, I didn't have a very powerful masculine force growing up. Uh, my dad worked a lot and I basically only grew up around my mom and my sisters. And, you know, I didn't have any role model of what it looked like. And so one of the things is that I just, and I naturally, I'm a very, very sensitive person. Like life touches me uh, and I feel it. Mm -hmm. I, I've always had a hard time putting up big walls, big barriers, because to me, I just, I felt so close to life itself. Mm -hmm. And so I think the big challenge is because naturally, again, I'm, I'm, I'm a, quite an accommodating person. I'm quite sensitive. I'm very conscious and aware of the needs of the environment around me. And so it's been the shift of instead of enmeshing myself with the environment that I'm in, can I instead imprint my own energy on the environment and maybe make it tuned to me? And so it's been, a, that to me has been a model that lets me think of myself as, as, a, as an emitting presence that other people can tune to. And why wouldn't they want to? You know, why can't I get my, build myself up to be such a, uh, a radiant or energetic or alluring and delicious light that people wouldn't want to like then magnetize towards? Yeah, absolutely. I agree. And that's like the ideal, right? Is learning mm -hmm. how to embrace the entire process and shine as bright as possible. Um, I made a post recently about how light workers come from darkness. Mm -hmm. And it's it's the challenges that we face and how we you know, move through them that really defines our character moving forward um, in, in my experience and in my opinion. And so I really acknowledge you for all of that. And I, I also think that it may or may not be one of the reasons why I personally am so attracted to you and your light because, um, you know, I thrive on vulnerable, vulnerable conversations and people who can show up in that space. And in this world, at least as far as it is today, um, it's more rare for humans to fully embrace their vulnerabilities and their sensitivities and their challenges. And so I love that you can show up in the face of that and embrace the full spectrum of who you are, be it emotional, be it penetrative, you know, be it whatever it is that is coming forward as you. And that's like the medicine is just showing up fully mm. showing up is more than half of the, the battle, right. you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They say the, the marker, if there's any actual label to put maybe on the masculine energy, it's relaxed confidence that's 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 kind of the model that you're going for and i actually i made a post myself lately let's see if i can get it right i said that vulnerability is indeed what filters the relaxed and confident from the fragile and wounded and Ooh. it's not necessarily like a matter of right and wrong but whatever is underneath does deserve to be seen yeah Ooh, i love that um it reminds me of so my like power word for this year is grounded vulnerability. 
because oftentimes throughout my life, my vulnerability frequency was very high and very like chaotic. And like, you know, I would face the fear because I'm courageous as fuck and do it anyway, despite where my energy was and what I was feeling and being vulnerable and sharing. And so this year I'm in a very balanced place in my body. And so I really want to fully embody like even more, like the deepest that I could go grounding into my vulnerabilities. Because the thing about being vulnerable and sharing is like everything is okay. Like everything that you feel is okay. It is a part of you. It exists. It's here to be seen, to be felt. And um, that's how you grow. <laughs> yes. I love it. Grounded vulnerability. Yeah. It comes yeah, I, this um, imagery really quick of like the, like a tree, for example, it's roots in the earth the deepest that the most raw root is, then the higher the tree can grow. I love it. That's, that's like the, as, as, you know, as above, so below. It's mm -hmm. like the, the deeper you can go down, then the further you can extend out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I like that a lot. Grounded vulnerability. Yeah. I would, I would actually say that vulnerability it's probably like one of my top two values. Like mm. I, I can't, I'm like you. And I think this is why we get along so well too, is I thrive off of vulnerable conversations and like a part of the, I think the penetrative force that, that I admire about myself is that, um, you know, obviously you can't go in there and just slice at people's walls and say, let me in be vulnerable. Like you can't do that. You know, that you have to have a little bit of finesse about it. But that's where sort of like the style of, of an individual can come into play about how you choose to um, maybe open up. Because really, most people, from what I've found, are just waiting for an opportunity to be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And like, if you can present them with, with you, more often than not, they'll, they'll present you with them. Yeah. So it feels important to say that you absolutely can go and slice in at people. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but it's just more than likely not going to be received well. They're not going to want to open up if you're like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know. Um, but you absolutely can. And sometimes that may be the best approach depending on mm. the energies that are interfacing with one another and the circumstances that are surrounding it, you know. Right. Um. But yeah, I, I agree with all of that. And it's funny because in my head, I'm like thinking of the next, you know, question that I could possibly ask in this moment. And I was holding the question like, well, Zach, what is the most vulnerable thing that you could share right now? <laughs> I want to know if that's exactly how you were holding it. And is that how your inner monologue sounds? No. Is she kind of like that? Yeah. Well, Zach. No, no. Um, no, it was definitely going to be more soft, but I just thought it was funny that that yeah. was what I was planning on doing next. And you're like, you can't just ask people to be vulnerable. <laughs> interesting. Well, no, it is. Well, the, the question itself, that's an interesting question. And I've never, you know, I've never maybe actually even used that question mm -hmm. because it, it, it's, it's, I don't know. I'm trying to think of that because, you know, 
Well, first there's the answer itself, which it, it can put someone on the spot and have them shield up, which is kind of interesting, you know, and that's never, you're never really trying to get, it's not like a general sense. Usually you're not looking for people to be vulnerable generally. You're looking for it to be vulnerable specifically, like in a container or with a re relative to whatever topic you're, you're about. So, you know, what, what's the most vulnerable thing I could open up to right now? I don't even know what that would look like. All I know is that I'm sitting here as vulnerable as I can be allowing you to be the penetrative one. Mm. Well, thank you for that. I mm -hmm. appreciate it. And I welcome all parts of you and hold all parts of you with love. And um, I love playing. I love playing with you and playing on this podcast. It's really fun. Um, so for me, is it okay if I kind of share like what happened the last time I asked this question? Yes. Okay. So the last time that I asked this question, I asked, it was with a man and I asked what the most vulnerable thing was that he could share with me at that moment. And he shared like a very deep, you know, childhood trauma and <clears throat> he asked me the question and the most vulnerable thing for me in that moment was that I felt like I needed to fart and I was holding it in <laughs> and that felt so scary and vulnerable for me to share and just the contrast of it was like mildly uncomfortable like his answer to my answer but it's right. like you know, vulnerability is a funny thing. It's going to show up differently in different circumstances and different, you know, between different people. And because <clears throat> if I had that conversation with you, maybe that wouldn't have been my most vulnerable thing that I could share, you know? Yeah. So, and maybe you would have just farted without saying a word. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> who knows? But it just, it feels important to share because it doesn't have to always be like, a deep childhood trauma right. and what's vulnerable for one person may or may not be the same for another person, you know? So I just mm. wanted to share that and kind of get your insight if you had any. Yeah. Well, I think that you said it beautifully because I, I certainly didn't expect you to say that. And, but that does show a certain juxtaposition between um, like what we usually conceive of as vulnerable and so in your frame, it just seems to be that vulnerability means just speaking what's presently true and like what's on your heart or, or in your head. And that's why I, I like using words like that. Like, you know, I'm noticing that or I can tell that my body is feeling or, you know, I'm having this thought right now that, mm. you know, because those are those are like <clears throat> present moment vulnerabilities. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm. Yeah. I would agree with that. I think that's an interesting reflection. I'm I'm going to marinate on that. Like I would love to reexamine what exactly vulnerability means to me, especially as I'm on the path of transforming that and you know reshaping it and shape-shifting it. Um that's a beautiful reflection. Thank you. Mm, yes. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Marinade is such a good word. Yeah, it definitely is. <laughs> Breathing into that right now. 
So I would love to invite us into the presence and into um, a vulnerable space. And in all seriousness, I would love to actually ask you, what is the most vulnerable thing that you can share? Mm. Or that you're willing to share? Right. Well, I do think that given what we just talked about, the definition itself, so let me search, like what does vulnerability actually mean to me? And yeah, yeah, that's it. That is it. It is just about the presence, your current state of presence. And because vulnerability is like exposure. And exposure, as you said, doesn't have to be um, inherently negative. Sometimes to be exposed uh, is, 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 is a good thing or a desirable thing or, yeah. So what, what would it be? Um, I mean, I, I like what's on my heart and what's present is this interview right now. And the feelings I have surrounding it are play and like, the attraction that I do have towards you in this space and the nervousness surrounding whether or not I'm going to give grand articulate answers to your questions, you know, like, can I sit in a moment of silence stumbling over my words? Mm. And the answer is yes. Like I have no choice but to, Um, (laughs) but I, I, I do love putting on the, it's not even a persona, but I love being, perceived as like an articulate wizard right the magician is my thing so I think the most vulnerable thing I could share is that underneath that like life coachy alchemist person I'm just a super nerd that loves to like play around Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and make games out of things yes oh my goodness I love (laughs) you so much thank you thank you for sharing and and going there um I really honor you and your answer and it makes me really excited because I spent a couple of days quarantined with someone who's safely quarantined. And um, it was like a two day retreat. There was ceremonies for everything, like saging things, prayer. It was ugh, vulnerable conversations all day. It was so good. And I kind of realized through that experience that the people I desire in my life the most that I want to cultivate like really strong relationships with because I'm calling people in more is people who can geek the fuck out on life with me like I love being a super nerd about life that is the most exciting thing to me is to geek out about life yes I'm all in there I love it it's beautiful I mean, why, why not? Because we do live in the age of information, you know? And there's like, if you have a passion, usually that's just a compass. And then it's all about like diving in to what's there and like learning about it all. And yeah, much of the spiritual aspects of life and all the ceremonies and rituals and symbolism, they do happen in the, in the upper level of chakras when you're playing with them, right? Or maybe even the, 
around the heart. I guess they can go into the belly too. Maybe that's not, not true, but I suppose the way I'm viewing it, like, because to game something is to conceptualize it. And for me, that's like, you're setting parameters and rules and ways to progress and level up and how's your skills and where are we going to battle, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think for me, because I embody this as well and visualize this as well, um, you get to play in life. And I think most people um, forget that or they lose sight of it. it. You know, as adults, we're not supposed to, quote unquote, play. We're supposed to be serious and do adult things and, you know, follow the line of others. And it doesn't actually have to look like that or feel like that or exist like that. You know, you don't have to exist like that. You can play even mundane things. Like for example, this is one of my favorite life games. And I got to do this at over the couple of days I spent away at my mini retreat. Mm. Um, so for example, when I have chores, I will write all the chores down on little pieces of paper and fold them up and put them in a hat. And then I select the chore that I'm going to do. And it's like, woo, okay, we're doing things. It's fun. We're making a game out of it. Like I do that all the time for shit. And it is so fun. And it just makes the experience of doing chores more fun, you know? Mm, I like that. I like that a lot. I may have to experiment with that. Like strip up all your to-do lists and throw them in a hat and then pick the one. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Because you're almost, you're leaving it to fate. You're like, what is it shall I do today first? Yeah. So that's like like a surface level life game. And then like a higher level life game, which is more what I think you were speaking to is, Mm. um, you know, playing with conversations is something that I personally love to do. So speaking my heart, sharing my truth, not being attached to like what, how I will be received or what the response is, not, you know, releasing those expectations for the sake of playing with another human, playing with my words, playing, you know, showing up as myself and just, you know, making it lighter. Like when you're attached to something, it's a little more heavy. And so when Mm -hmm. I can approach, you know, challenging conversations, like, okay, I'm doing this for myself. I'm doing this to play in this game of life. And that's my intention is to play, to grow. Right. You know, this kind of reminds me just a little bit of, of uh, something, uh, an Alan Watts quote, and I'll, I'll see if I can get it mostly right. But he says something like, you know, imagine that you say to some, like someone says to you, I love you. Mm. And then you say back to them, are you serious? And he says, it's almost <laughs> the wrong word because who wants to be loved gravely? Do you love me seriously? He said, no, any, he's like, the correct thing that you should do is replace the word serious with the word sincere. Are you sincere Mm -hmm. that you love me? Right. There's like a, there's a detached, like little bit of lightness to it because, and I think that's the whole thing is like, like you said, as adults, we're supposed to be serious, but like the true, I think play element comes when you are able to do the things that you do sincerely, not seriously, Mm -hmm. makes it much more fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. 
And <clears throat> another thing that I absolutely adore about you is your ability to play in other ways too. Like for example, we both enjoy freestyle rapping and dancing. And I think that that is so, so fun. And I invite, you know, people listening to just challenge themselves and to try something like that. So I'm wondering if you can share a little bit about that form of play and how it has impacted you because, um, yeah, it just, it feels important to share. Yeah. So this may have started three or four years ago for me where I was still like actively lifting a lot of weights and that was my main source of expression. But I started to fall in love with the popping and waving and animation style of dance. I just saw a video and I was like, what is this type of body and space manipulation that I'm witnessing? Mm. Like the control, it looks like they're water. They're literally fluid. And it's like every joint and every body and every muscle is working congruently to form this, this, this language without words. And like, so I actually just began to mimic. What I do is I mimic people that I like until I see what style like fits me best. And so I, I started to, I just fell in love. I, and at this point, I'll probably like never lift weights again, to be honest. I just dance. <laughs> And I find it to be because that's what goes back to that space of vulnerability, which is just to be exposed. And when you're dancing, especially with like no choreography, you're just allowing your genuine spirit to be seen, to be expressed, to be heard. And like the value of that when it comes to like popping yourself into a flow trigger, remembering who you are and why you're doing certain things, like setting yourself up for a little bit of fire for your day. Like there's nothing better than, than dancing. And yeah, I was like, I agree that there's, it seems to be that people in our sphere love to dance and freestyle rap. Now the, the rap thing, that's new to me. That one's an edge and it's, it's super scary that I'm trying to pop into, but it's, uh, that you it's, are popping in that I am popping into are it. popping into it. Yes. Popping into it. I know. Pop, lock and drop pop, it. Pop, pop. <laughs> Thank you, because my head was going there. And <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's <laughs> good. Yeah. Wow. So, thank you for sharing that about your dancing journey. I know I personally resonate, and I'm sure others can resonate too. And there's so many beautiful reflections in that story. Um, I love how you spoke of just like opening that channel of flow. And that's very much what I imagine myself to do when I'm freestyle rapping and dancing too. It's like, number one, you're moving energy, you're moving your body, and even your words are energy. They're a sound frequency. So you're moving energy out of your body that needs to be released that may or may not be trapped. Um, and then also for the freestyle rapping, this is kind of cool. I... I never know what I'm going to say. And like, that makes me nervous. Cause I'm like, Serena, you might offend somebody or say some shit. I don't know. Like that's what keeps me on the edge of myself when I'm freestyle rapping is like, what am I going to say? And then getting out of the way of that. But what I'm learning to do and kind of shift into so that it's more play and less like 
freaking the fuck out on the inside <laughs> is, <laughs> is, um, I'm whatever words come through for me to say, like, I see that as being whatever residual, like whatever is hanging out on my field, like on my energetic field. And so whatever is there, it's like, that's what I'm speaking to, whatever needs to be spoken to. And then it's like, I'm kind of clearing that channel, like opening it up. Mm-hmm. And then I get into it and I really get into it. And then I'm just like channeling as I freestyle. And that doesn't happen yet as often as I would love for it to, you know? So the yeah. more that I practice and like get into that flow state, then I trust the more... I'll be able to do that as with anything in life. Right. You know, there's a small hack I've been utilizing. So I have this staff that um, was given to me as a gift about a year ago from a friend. And what I do is when I dance, I sometimes I'll warm up by just doing some basic spins. Like you see the ROTC people doing with their guns. Mm-hmm. I'll do a couple in the front and a couple in the back. <clears throat> and then <clears throat> I'll start dancing while I'm spinning the staff. And this, uh, this tiny repetition of the spins allows me to anchor my mind to that movement pattern and then frees up my whole body for the expression of the actual dance. So I found that like the hardest thing or the reason why people don't start doing things like that, that are very expressive in nature is because the mind is, is getting in the way. And so I haven't, I haven't developed like the best methods or best techniques, but the idea is to just find an anchor for your mind. So for me, again, just doing, being able to do these little spins and it, it frees me up to actually dance to the way that I want to with the music. That is beautiful. Um, so what comes up for me in listening to that is I'm examining my freestyle rapping and applying like just that reflection to, to my experience. And what comes up is what I usually do when I notice my mind getting in the way is I step into the vulnerability of it. And I'm just like, what the fuck am I thinking? I don't know, but I'm just going to keep spitting. Here we go. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> you know, I like address it and make it right. Known and it's, whew, yeah, I guess I didn't realize like that, that is pretty vulnerable to do in that space, but I like it. Yes. Yeah. Find that, find an anchor. I like that though. Actually, I watched a video today because this is how I learn everything YouTube videos. And it said that one of the best ways to practice rap is to actually not rhyme. Force yourself to just talk to the beat of the flow and don't rhyme anything and what's going to happen is your body is going to naturally find words that that rhyme and the rhymes will just start coming up so kind of do it in reverse right rather than getting hung up on not being able to rhyme a a verse or a line like uh intentionally do that (laughs) and almost train yourself Ooh, yeah i can't wait to play with that i have right i haven't either um So when I first started freestyling, some tips that were given to me um, were one, to just rhyme words, to just sit there and be like flower, power, hour, you know, and just like keep going just when you're just hanging around the house or when you're on a walk or in the car or whatever, 
just so you can start to like have that in your arsenal. Um, and then also freestyling to like whatever you look at, whatever crosses your path or having someone popcorn words to you that you can then rhyme about. Um, and just getting comfortable with like shifting topics and shifting energy and like shifting, you know, whatever it is that you're doing in your freestyle. Um, and that has been really helpful and powerful, but I love learning new practices and new tools and new things to play with. So I'm going to play with that for sure. And I'm excited. Good. Very good. Yeah. I rapped the other day for the first time without music on in the background, like very, very seriously. I sat down to freestyle (laughs) 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 and um, it was really cool to, to listen back to. It was a new experience because I got so used to freestyling with music, you know? Um, So that was a fun thing for me to practice too. Yes. You know, I like, uh, I also heard that like doing things in categories can, can be helpful. So you give yourself like, I don't know, three to five things to cycle from. And like what I was doing this morning was the elements. So, you know, it was just like fire. That's the burning desire. You know, water, that's emotion. It's riding like the ocean, like stuff like, and then you're able to just go like water, fire, air, earth, whatever. And then you can like, yeah, yeah so certain elements. Because then when you're freestyling, you got that in the arsenal. It's like... Exactly. You can just swap to the next category. Yeah. Ooh. Level up, level up, level up. (laughs) 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 That's what we're doing right now. I learned quick, dude. I'm I'm like four days in right now. (laughs) Trying to accelerate it. I am so excited to be a part of your journey and to witness that and to to play with you in that as well. It's, it's a lot of fun. I think it's really interesting, the freestyling, because it is vulnerable and raw as fuck to do. Like, I still will like sweat. I think I messaged you this the other day. Sometimes I will just like be sweating balls (laughs) with freestyling because I'm so nervous, but also think about all of that energy and emotion that's getting released and just like how powerful that is and you feel so good and so like high after doing it you know yeah Mm. that's why I actually like so and this might be a small part of that game element which is that I find things like to me vulnerability is like a muscle even though I think a lot of things are like muscles that you can train and so what are the how do you get your reps in So like, if you want to be an authentic person, like, how are you getting your reps in? Like, what are the things you're doing on the daily that allow you to show up and just express yourself? Mm. Like, so yeah. So for me, like dance is the way I practice expression, vulnerability, you know, rap freestyling is the same thing. It's exposing, you know, and like last year I was in a public speaking group and like, I, I was afraid and scared and nervous, but it didn't matter because I knew that the purpose was to get my reps in of being exposed. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that is some good shit. Wow. Um, definitely going to start using that as well, because something that I say to my clients 
um, to my spiritual life coaching clients is you get to flex your muscles. Like you get to flex this muscle. And so I'd love to incorporate in like, Hey, are you getting your reps in? Like that is super dope. Thank you for that. Um, wow. I feel like I'm, I'm like learning so much from you. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, yes. Good. I love it. Yeah. That's, that's the biggest thing. And that's like, because yeah, as far as I'm concerned, that is the number one thing that we get paralyzed from is because whatever it is that you want, you have to, you have to distill it down to the thing you can do to like build that muscle. So how, like what, how are you getting your reps in? Like, that's like such an important question for people who are trying to do anything. Mm-hmm. Like, what does that, what does you going to the gym for a higher level of consciousness look like, right? Or to be a more authentic person or to build your life coaching practice or, you know, there's just so many different examples of things that we desire that got to get your reps in. You just can't avoid it. Yeah. I mean, it's basically a philosophy of a way to live life and play with life and it can be applied to literally anything. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. Feels good. Feels really good. Mm. Yeah, this is my favorite combo. Like, and that's that's one of the things I love the most about sharing space with you is it's like there's the the harmony between play and like dropping codes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, thank you for that because that's like that's what I want. I want to mm-hmm. like be this playful, you know, human that also is like that's exactly who you are (laughs) thank you i appreciate and i receive and i would love to chat a little bit about our personal connection and share with you know my listeners like why are you here why are we here right now <clears throat> yeah. It did all start with the leadership tribe, didn't it? I think so. Yeah. So there was a, a mutual um, friend who had invited us into a Facebook group together. And just as far as I concern, as far as I remember, it was just the luck of the draw. Like he went on and just said, add friend, add friend, add friend, add friend, add person, add person, like as many people around our sphere as possible into this container and you know just so happens I'm quite open to experience that I was like okay yes and you know it was around that time too that a friend of mine you know I I had actually taken some coaching from uh, Kevin Oros I I worked with him for a little bit and I think most people know him and then I was also introduced to Sam Lotus and so like that sphere of people in addition to the leadership tribe um, just connected me with so many like-minded souls Mm -hmm. and of course as we do we end up becoming attracted to or finding the people who we are most congruent with, who sort of speak our our tune, ride to our dance, Mm -hmm. our frequency. And um, you just happen to be one of those people that I was like, oh, we have to, we have to keep this going. Mm -hmm. Like, this is, this is good. Mm -hmm. So, and that's what we've done. I mean, it's been at least a year and a half at this point. Yeah. Two years, something. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere in there. Um, You know, the internet is a beautiful world and a beautiful place. And I really try to 
embrace, embrace that space with love and like hold that because so many can view like the internet or people, they can like discredit people meeting online. And what I love about the sphere of people and like this world, you know, that we are creating is like how deep we are able to go virtually and how connected we can feel you know Mm -hmm. in honor of not yet meeting in flesh and so I love the world that we are creating together and I love that we're connected in it and we share with beautiful humans in that space and both of those people too that you mentioned um, Kevin and Sam they're amazing people if you're listening please look them up they're beautiful coaches um so i feel like yeah we met online and it was the luck of the draw and i feel so lucky to have met you and i know i personally have grown so much through our connection and the conversations that we've had yeah that's entirely reciprocated yeah you like i said you uh, were probably one of the first people, if not the first person, to kind of embody that the word divine feminine for me. I think that you you had a certain um, uh, unapologetic presence about who you were, what you wanted, and uh, what you wanted your life to look like, and how you speak the things that are on your mind, um, even the emotional sides of it, with such a conviction. Mm. Yeah, I would say that you also define what I would say divine divine masculine energy is, which is beautiful. So I'm really honored to share space with you, however that space shows up. And honestly, like whatever we're doing in that space, like freestyling or on a podcast or on one-on-ones or in a group, like Wow, I feel so honored and blessed to to share those beautiful spaces with you. And I just want to say thank you for showing up and being vulnerable and embracing who you are, embracing presence and being here right now with us. Thank you. I receive all of that. And you are welcome. Mm -hmm. Um, Is there anything that is on your heart that you want to share with those who are listening before we wrap up today? Mm. Nothing that we've already not covered. I think we've, we've touched on so many beautiful things. I think that um, there certainly isn't even one takeaway, you know, I would say that the, that, that purpose is to just find, find a way to get yourself congruent and get your reps in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't be afraid to express. Yeah, exactly. Um, and if one does feel fear, what would you advise that person to do or how to approach it? To not demonize it, not shame it, or shame yourself for feeling it, and lean in. And that's kind of the answer to any emotion that you feel is to lean into it because your emotions are messages Mm -hmm. and those messages are there to 
bring you some sense of wisdom or clarity or direction. Mm -hmm. And so if you're feeling fear, the answer is to lean in. Mm. Yeah. That's what it needs. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much for sharing your heart and your wisdom. Um, I love you. I love you. Thank you for being here. It is an honor to share with each and every one of you authentically. Tune in and visit the website authenticallymeradio.com. You are exactly where you are supposed to be, doing exactly what you are supposed to be doing. And you are loved.